Danny Triple on the flow, man. Some neighbors are saying way too loud. That's only in the moment. Welcome in, everybody, to a brand new episode of the world famous Loose Lug Nuts podcast. I'm Evan Roberts, joined alongside Thomas Dick and, uh, you know, we're getting ready for the playoffs, so we decided to bring in our friends, Tyler Pig and Luke Hillen. Uh, thanks for joining us, guys. I'm excited to be on. Feels like it's been forever. I'm just glad you guys are letting me talk about, like, tracks that you only turn left on. <laughs> I feel like this broadcast will be good because we have, we actually have two people that know something about NASCAR for this one. <laughs> <laughs> For the first time all year, we'll have two people on this show that know NASCAR. Uh, but before we get into uh, we're at Darlington, uh, let's go around the news from NASCAR. Pretty semi-quiet-ish week. The big news this week, uh, big news out of 2311 Racing is Bubba Wallace is going to finish the season in the number 45 car as they pursue the owner's championship. Ty Gibbs, who's subbing in for Kurt Busch, will race. Uh, in the number 23, Bubba's crew chief uh, will follow him over to the 45, and then uh, Bubba will return to the 23 next year. Uh, the number 45 team is in the owner's championship with their win, but not in the driver's championship. Um, so this gives the organization some different options uh, to have, have them finish uh, or their highest possible finish at the end of the season. And this also marks the first time in the modern era that a team has been in one championship but not another, obviously a uh, odd scenario with Kurt Busch and his uh, health issues. Well, it happens quite a bit in the truck race. I know uh, last year when Ben Rhodes won, Matt Crafton had won three titles with Thor Sport, but Thor Sport had never won a title. I believe all three of those years, Kyle Busch Motorsports in their uh, 51 ended up winning. So, And it was a big deal for them. They, they had their owner's trophy out. Uh, somewhere where you could see it more than the actual driver trophies. So they at least like the owner trophy. I was shocked, though, when you go on Instagram and Twitter, how many NASCAR fans don't know there's such thing as an owner's championship. Yeah, they, It's kind of interesting because they never really talk about it at all. It's always just the drivers themselves and the race to the playoffs. It, well, you don't have any bushwhacking is the thing in the uh, – in the cup series the best yeah, in the best never driver. relevant in the cup series because the same drivers are in the same cars but to piggyback off of that i think it's kind of bs what 2311 is doing more for the sake more for the sake of the 45 team members that have been working hard on that team all year long and now they're switching uh, you know it's it's not just bubba it's his entire team is now racing for the 45 championship points which you know that doesn't seem right to me but How's it just shitty pit crew stuff <laughs> <laughs> i've lost track of the pit crew situation they've switched it all around so many times with with the 20 team and the 45 and the 23 I, i've lost track yeah they have like a new guy handling the tires and the jack every week i mean for me you guys i just i liked bubba in the 23 i just got used to it and then i finally got used to ty gibbs being the 45 instead of kurt bush and then now i got to figure out who's where again so maybe the nbc crew can keep up with it too because i'll struggle with it but it's that's fine i'm i'm with luke though it's just weird we still talk about the honors championship very little at all in, in the cup series so it's kind of this weird thing to watch but it'll be at least one more added storyline in the playoff the only good thing about ty gibbs driving in the 45 cars i kind of knew it was him just because he was always in the monster energy car so you know 
see that in the uh, Xfinity series and just switch the numbers around, and that's him. What if I Bubba mean, actually? What if Bubba wins a race in the forty-five because he's only got the one of the twenty-three? I mean, it's gonna be kind of awkward. I don't know. It just, but it's like his second comeback, like Jordan when he wore forty-five. So maybe it'll all work Ooh. out. There you I go. I honestly know. thought. I honestly, when I first read it, I just thought they were gonna throw a different wrap on it. I didn't know the teams were gonna be all switching to. Yeah, he's still he'll still have Booty Baker on the top of the pit box. Uh, some other news, uh, NASCAR announced on Wednesday an update to the damaged vehicle policy. We saw this come into play uh, at Daytona on Sunday. The teams will now get 10 minutes to repair damage on pit road instead of six. Uh, and the adjustment comes in collaboration with race teams throughout the season following learnings on repair time of the next-gen car. I find this kind of interesting because if some teams had 10 minutes to fix their car, like at Daytona or in the regular season, I feel like that could have switched some things up. But now once we get to the playoffs, it's like, nope, you guys get more time. Yeah, I mean, I always thought six minutes was really, really fast. So I would have went from 10 minutes. Because to me, I could barely... Uh, change a tire in 10 minutes so i'm like what do you like what are you only giving them six minutes for how much bear bond can you throw on that thing um well the, didn't, didn't the dvp knock out pretty much like three drivers as what eric jones harrison burton and was it kozlowski were the three that got knocked out with because of the six minute window and then i think ryan blaney got back in in like the yeah. nick of time so i mean probably in the long run it's the, probably the right move but especially at a track like daytona where we had two monster wrecks within, you know, 50 laps of each other. It's probably a better move to have us in place. Yeah, yeah Austin Dill might not got his fraud win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in, in my mind, if, if the teams have asked for it and it doesn't sound like a controversial decision on the team's end, then then I guess it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and you, I mean, to this point, yeah, you're right. Maybe something would have changed if this had been in place before. But this will be relevant for the playoff drivers and giving them an opportunity to not just be totally screwed if they're in an early wreck in the early stages of the playoffs. Yeah. And, you know, like the, at the time, it starts, as the Steve Letard always likes to bring up, it starts when you cross the yellow line, hitting into pit road, and then it ends uh, once you cross the line leaving pit road. So it's not just, hey, you pull into your spot, and that's when the clock starts. So it's a little bit shorter than six minutes, but... Uh, I do kind of like the move, but it's still a little questionable to change it in season. But as you mentioned, Luke, with the teams kind of being a part of it, I can kind of see it. And especially with the playoffs, everybody needs all those points. Uh, the Rick Ware Racing World Domination continues. They're going to start a top fuel NHRA team. Clay Milliken with three top fuel wins and 19 final round appearances uh, will be a part of that as well. Yeah, I, I was a little concerned about his three and sixteen record in championship rounds, but uh, I uh, like they have an okay indie team, and they're slowly getting better in NASCAR. I just think like spreading yourself too thin. Well, it's like the tweet that it's like the tweet that I sent you and Luke yesterday. Cody Ware's average finish by year in 2019 was 34.8, 2021 31.1, this year 27.4. Slowly, yep. 20, 2023 playoffs. That's what I'm like. Saying. Once they once they crack that top 30, they like let's start an NHR team. <laughs> I, I just want Cody Ware to participate in the NHRA team like he does in the IndyCar team and the NASCAR team. Oh. Well, we know he can go straight. It's the turning. <laughs> it's that left turn thing that really gives him some problems. 
I just uh, want Mike Joy to do some NHR stuff. NHRA. NHRA. Did I say the NRA? You said the NHR. <laughs> you started your own up, organization. I looked up. He won three. There's another organization called the IHRA, which is also the International Holocaust Remembrance Association. So two, uh, what do you call it? Acronyms? Yeah. Same acronym. Two very different organizations. Yeah. <laughs> so one of them had to get in there early, get IHRA.com, and the other had to get IHRA.org. <laughs> uh, last bit of news, Harrison Burton and the Woodbros, who are still searching for their coveted 100th win. Uh, they'll honor Motorcraft's 50th anniversary this weekend. The number 21 Mustang will carry a, quote, tried and true since 72, end quote, logo on the hood, which I think is a pretty badass slogan. Uh, it also marks the 100th Darlington start for the Woodbros. And they also honor a longtime Ford employee uh, as part of their Labor Day celebration. They're honoring Terry uh, Baricello, who's been with Ford for 43 years, and the car uh, will bear that name instead of Burton's. The paint scheme didn't make the favorite paint scheme, but I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, 100th start for the Woodbros and uh, honoring Motorcraft's 50th anniversary. It seems like a harmonic convergence. Like maybe this is the day. I was going to say we may need to get the ice cream cake ready. Yeah. It might need to be prepared. Well, we have I, Dairy Queen on speed dial just in case. I want you guys to have a like a ding every time you mention a hundredth victory for the Woodbros car because it should just be an automatic thing. I would like to ask uh, Terry who her favorite Wood Brother Woodbros driver is. I'll take Elliot Sadler. It's probably for the best time. Uh, that would be my pick. I always forget Ryan Blaney was in the was in the twenty one for a while. He it's where he got his break, but I, I'm going to say they're not going to get one hundred this weekend and take the odds on that. Oh, no faith in the Wood Bros. No, no, no faith. Maybe once Austin one of his better one of his better finishes this year was at Darlington. That's true. That's true. Maybe once Austin Cindric gets knocked out of the playoffs, they'll let him drive it once. Yeah, forty-five degree treatment. I thought they might bring Matty D back for a little bit and just let him ride it. I know that's a he's a personal favorite of the pod. Yeah, yeah. Even though he. He's he's let me down in the truck series this year. I Big had him as, I had him as a championship contender, and I don't I don't know what's the deal is there. Oh, trucks they come back next week though. Oh, speaking of which, we forgot to put in the news thing, and not really new news, but the Craftsman now the official truck oh. series sponsor. I'm amped up about that nostalgia. Nostalgia. Yeah. That's old. That's that's bringing back the old times. Yeah. And now if we can get. We need no, the Bush we... series, it, and and Bush is such a strong sponsor. I don't think that's out of the question. I just think we need to get Winston or Nextel back for the Cup series. <laughs> uh, so that's it for news. Uh, let's get into the race preview. Uh, we got the Cookout Southern Five Hundred. Thomas and I. This is a hotly uh, contested debate. Cookout it's fans or not? No, of trash food. <laughs> it is. It is the that... best. It is the best drunk food. Guys, my brother graduated from college like, like let's see, three years ago. He graduated from Auburn where Evan went to school. And most of us like wanted to go out to like a nice dinner for him, but because he loved cookout so much, that's where he went every day pretty much. That was his post-graduation meal was a shake, a quesadilla, and a burger from cookout. And, and he only, made our entire family go. 
and it only cost mm. probably about four dollars. I think it said. I think it said my dad backed like twenty nine bucks for like ten people. So, <laughs> and the bathroom was locked the rest of the weekend. <laughs> yeah, quickly got back on my flight back home. I will well, say, go ahead. the only time I've eaten there, I was sober, so that might have. But I ordered like, like I I ordered something. And they said, "You want this too?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." And they're like, "You want this too?" And you're like, "Yeah." And they're like, well, you can complete the meal with it. And it's like, how many things are you going to get? But they were all average. Like, it was four average things on a plate. And I regretted not to go, not going to the Arby's across the street. <laughs> uh, well, the race is at Darlington Raceway. It'll be Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on USA Network, the Motor Racing Network, and Sirius XM NASCAR radio coverage starts at 5 p.m. 501.3 miles, so it should have been the cookout southern 501.3 uh 367 laps with stages of 115 115 and 137 uh this is the first race of the playoffs and it marks the third time that darlington has hosted the first race of the playoffs uh counting the last two years new hampshire from 2004 to 2010 chicago from 2011 to 17 and las vegas in 2018 and 19 have also uh been the start of the playoffs a little fun fact for you guys four times has the winner of the first race gone on to win the championship? Uh, Martin Truex did it in 2017, uh, Brad Keselowski in 2012, Tony Stewart in 2011, and then Kurt Busch uh, in 2004. This race will be the 123rd Cup Series race at the egg-shaped oval and will be 72 years to the date of the inaugural event in 1950. There you go. I got a nugget for you, too. What's that? Only one driver has ever run a race at Darlington without ever running a lap in qualifying practice or in a different circuit. Whoa, who is that? Quinn Hauf. Was that I racing or what? No, it was a, it was actual race. You, you don't remember we talked about it when he interviewed. That was a long time ago. Now he's having babies. <laughs> By the way, the Bushers announced they're uh, they're expecting. The wife is not Chris. Uh, we have uh, seven active Darlington winners in the race, including four-time winner Denny Hamlin, three-time winner Kevin Harvick, two-time winner Martin Truex Jr., and then uh, one-time winners Joey Logano, Eric Jones, Brad Keselowski, and Kyle Busch. Should we do a little prediction time? I yeah, I'm all for it. All right, Tyler, won't you give us your final four predictions for the playoffs? Okay, four, three somewhat not surprising names. One, maybe, kind of interesting. I go Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson, back-to-back champs. I like the way they've been running. The setup at the track, so it's going to be a part of the playoff. Worked really well for those two and their teammates. Maybe they'll put their feed behind them and see what happens. Maybe it's just going to be those two at the end of the year, and they're duking it out. We'll get a little uh, – uh, a little uh, last minute wreck to win a championship for one of those guys. So that's my that's my top two. I'm gonna go Kevin Harvick. He's just been racing uh, really well the last couple of weeks. Also, it's a good place for him to start the playoffs at Darlington, where he's I think like average like a I think Thomas got a notes like fourth and like a thousand career races here. And then my sneaky pick coming all the way from like mid pack is Ryan Blaney. Ooh. Ryan Blaney might win a race. You never know. Uh, he is the last driver to win a race in the Woodbros car. So there's another fun fact for him. And uh, that's the four that I got. I just, he's barely snuck in. He's basically 16th. And then he gets a chance to come in and maybe wreck shop a little bit. All right. Tommy, who you got as your final four? 
mine are very similar to his. I got uh, Chase Elliott. Um, I think he's going to get his Hooters BOGO at least twice during the playoff run. I got Kevin Harvick. He's been hot, hot enough to make a brass monkey wink. Kyle Larson, the trendy thing is to not have him in the top four, and I don't know why. Like, I see a lot of people out there not having him in. And then my last pick was either going to be Joey Logano or Denny Hamlin, and I went with Joey Logano. Luke, who you got? Yeah, well, I was I was on the uh, season preview episode, and so I got to make playoff predictions uh, early in the season. And all four of my playoff predictions are in the playoffs. So that's like, you know, tick one of said successful predictions. So I'm going to stick with my four. Uh, that's the explanation for him. I had Kyle Larson, who I feel at really good about there. Uh, and, and I think by his standards, he's underperformed a bit to this point, And he would say the same, but Hendrick has as a whole. Uh, so I wouldn't be shocked if all the Hendrick cars kind of get things figured out here uh, down the stretch in the playoffs. Got Logano, who I probably don't feel as good about at this point. I think Pinsky's underwhelmed and and uh, I don't I haven't seen anything that inspires a lot of confidence from them. But but I, I they're another team like Hendrick that they they could have figured out in the playoffs. Kyle Bush, I actually do feel really good about. I think that I think that Kyle is going to Kyle is going to have a real shot to end up in the final four there. And then my guy, Chase Briscoe, uh, don't think it's out of the question, if we're being honest. he uh, The the Stuart Haas cars have all found a little bit of an edge here the past four or five races. The 14 team in particular has been really strong. Um, he's kind of shot himself in the foot a few times this year. Um, but at the same time, those have all come after he won at Phoenix and essentially was locked into the playoffs. And so he's, he's driven real aggressively, knowing he did not have to, you know, finish super highly to get points and so I, I could see chase making a run and surprising everybody here all right uh my uh, final four i'm gonna go chase elliott just been the best driver throughout the regular season i don't see that stopping uh denny hamlin i uh, feel like he's been really strong uh ryan blaney's still looking for a win but he was the best, you know one of the top points getters i think he's the seven or eight seed in the playoffs uh and then i'm gonna go ross chastain we really haven't heard much of him but um, he's got the ability to win, uh, and I, I like his. I got his moxie, and I'm a big fan of Trackhouse. There you go. And for the record, my owner's final four is going to be the same. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, Thomas, you put the first four out. I did a first four out. The first three were fairly simple, just because they haven't been running all that great. Uh, Austin Dillon, Austin Cindric, and uh, Alex Bowman and then my last one out it came down between Suarez and Briscoe and I went uh, Suarez you just didn't want Luke to jump through the I didn't want Luke I was gonna say was that a last second change to not draw my ire no it's I mean <laughs> I had it in writing it's there in ink <laughs> Suarez has been an enigma this year I don't get him yeah um he's in and he's out yeah. It's been that way for a lot of them though. So it's to me the though the, the first four out was easier to pick than the final four. Yeah, I agree. I think yeah. Those three have not been like Cindric has been eh, unless it's a super speedway. Austin Dillon shouldn't even be in the thing. It's just such a scam. And then Alex Bowman's been meh for yeah. the last couple months. So well, who do you guys have uh winning the championship? 
I'll take Kyle Larson. I think it's going to come down to Chase Elliott and Kyle. I think the way they've been running with Luke, I think Hendrick gets it together. I don't. I think Bowman and Byron could be pretty quick knockouts here in the playoffs. I think I, I'm with Thomas. I, my first four for the bonus pick was Cindric, Dylan, Bowman, and Luke may not like this, but Chase Briscoe. Uh, just don't really love how the 14's been racing. Uh, Bowman has been all over the place, and so I, I think that's where I go back to how good those two Hendrick cars have been for that team. So Kyle's my champion. He takes the crown back, and then I think Chase finished the second in the whole thing. Luke, my uh, my champion is going to be Kyle Busch. Whoa! Uh, think he think he goes out goes out on top with some double birds to JGR wherever he ends up. Um, and I also am not ruling out him just returning to Gibbs also, but uh, I think he overcomes all of the drama uh, from this year and and ends up a champion. It'll be exciting next year when Rick Ware Racing has a defending champion running for him. <laughs> The world domination continues. I win Kevin Harvick. I mean, to me, the biggest part will be him actually getting to Phoenix. But once he gets to Phoenix, I mean, they've been improving the last couple months. They've been getting it together. So if they can get to Phoenix, I think there'll be a tough thing. I think Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson will be leading with like four laps to go. And they'll wreck each other. Uh, I'm going to go with Chase Elliott, as I mentioned, won four times. This is nothing new to him. Won earlier. He's won a championship before. Uh, and I really just want some BOGO. It It is sad because I think when he won the title, like you should get a free 50-piece bucket by that point. It's a championship. Yeah. But it was a free 10 BOGO. Come on. Come well, on. Yeah. Uh, and then long shot for the race on Sunday. This is a tainted long shot because I didn't look at the actual like gambling odds like Thomas does because he's a degenerate. Uh, but I couldn't decide which uh, Richard Childress racing uh, guy to take. But I'm going Tyler Reddick. Uh, top, <laughs> top five finish, two top tens, has an average finish at 12.1 at the track. I mean, I think if you're going to do uh, – God, we'll never get, get Austin Dillon on the show. But if you're going to take – take a rcr driver as the long shot you should take the crappy one do you you guys want to know who my long shot is yeah it's austin dillon <laughs> he's, he's got a tight he's he's got like four top tens i think and like oh like his average finish is like 11th or 12th here like it's not awful and i would like to see back-to-back episodes of life in the fast lane with victorious austin dillon so <laughs> there, you, there go. you go i'm going uh uh First of all, I do not think someone eighth in the standings and eight to one odds to win should be a long shot. Um, I'm just going out on a limb on that one. But I'm going Eric Jones. He's run nine of the ten, last ten races at Darlington. One win, five top or four top fives, six top tens. If for everybody at home, if it's not Eric Jones as Thomas's long shot, it's Brad Keselowski. <laughs> it, well, <laughs> one day one of them is going to win and you're going to look like an idiot. <laughs> Uh, we talked about the Wood Brothers already. I'm going Harrison Burton as my long shot. Oh my gosh, you would oh, make wow. her. That'd one, be uh, as big as Haley Deegan winning. <laughs> <laughs> the race earlier this year, he finished 14th, one of his better finishes on the year. Also, Paul Menard uh, in his last race with the Wood Brothers at Darlington with a uh, top 10 finish, he finished ninth. And so, we know the 21, the 21 team brings strong cars to Darlington. I, I think Harrison's my long shot there. 
All right. Uh, for a winner, I'm going to go. Uh, I think Denny Hamlin's the easy answer here. He's a four time winner, has an average finish of 7.7, which is best among the playoff contenders. Uh, 11 top fives and 20 races, and only five times has he not finished in the top 10. Huh. I'm going Kevin Harvick as he starts his run to the championship. Last 10 races at Darlington, two wins, eight top fives, 10 top tens. That means he finished in the top 10, all 10 races. And then he has nine lead lap finishes, which means one of those 10th place finishes, less than 10 cars finished on the lead lap. <laughs> Weird. His average finish over that span, 3.9, which is like one, two, three, or four. Yeah, good math. I'm going to take Kevin Harvick, backing up everything Thomas just said. He's In Thomas's words, he's got 100 million billion in a row top 10 finishes at this place. I think Kevin actually gets a win. Got two wins in the last six weeks. So I like him to start off at Darlington. Yeah. So interestingly enough, I was between two drivers to pick for my winner. <laughs> and both of them were uh, one of y'all's long shots. It was between <laughs> Reddick and Eric Jones. Uh, I think I'm going to go Reddick as my pick for the race winner. Um, Darlington is the is the type of track that you can tell he's really comfortable at and always performs well at. So I'm going to go Tyler Reddick to win it. All right. Uh, there you have it for the cup preview on Saturday. We have the Xfinity race, which is the Sport Clips Haircuts VFW Help a Hero 200. Uh, race Saturday with coverage starting at 2.30 p.m. Eastern on USA Network with Green Flag at 3 p.m. If you're listening on the radio, it's the Motor Racing Network and Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, 200.8 miles, 147 laps with stages of 45, 45, and 57 not in the playoffs yet, but we got three races left in the regular season. Uh, earlier this year, Justin Allgaier won the spring race with Noah Gregson finishing second. And if Allgaier wins on Saturday, he will be the ninth Xfinity driver to pull off the sweep in a single season. When you look at the playoff window for the Xfinity, not a lot of drama uh, going on. Seven drivers have clinched a spot uh, after Jeremy Clements was stripped of his playoff berth. How was that not in the news portion? I, I was about to say, did I miss that? We didn't talk about that. Uh, yeah. Who wrote the news portion? <laughs> yeah, he's stripped for an L2 violation. So he still gets the win, but he doesn't get his playoff berth. And okay. How many times is NASCAR going to screw Timmy Hill? Maybe they're just intimidated. I mean, last year they didn't invite him to the Pro Invitational, which had every single full-time Cup Series driver. Believe it or not, he was going to be full-time Cup Series last year, except for Timmy Hill. This time, like, how do you get in the playoffs, but you don't, you get to keep the win? Silly. It goes back to, like, Tom Brady, if he cheated so much that he should be suspended four games, he should have had a Super Bowl title taken away. Especially the one against the Falcons. Yeah. Especially that one where the Falcons blew a 28-3 lead. <laughs> I was uh, at that game. What did just – God, you have to be sad as a fan. <laughs> That's all my, You can hear that story on my other podcast, Sad, sad Days as an Atlanta Falcons fan. <laughs> But yeah, uh, Timmy Hill got hosed, and it hurts his pocket, man. Yeah. 
the guys locked into the playoffs are AJ Allmendinger, Ty Gibbs, Justin Allgaier, Noah Gregson, Josh Berry, Austin Hill, and Brandon Jones. And Timmy Hill. And some guys, if they win, uh, they are in. That's Riley Herb, Sam Mayer, Daniel Hemrick, Landon Castle, Ryan Sieg, Sheldon Creed, Anthony Fastpasta, Alfredo, or Brandon Brown. If Mike Snyder and Jeff Burton win, they would need a win and some help. Uh, looking at the entry list, we do have a couple bushwhackers in the race that includes Ty Dillon, Kyle Larson, Ross Chastain, and Christopher Bell. Christopher Bell in the 18 car because Denny Hamlin too sore from his uh, Daytona wreck. Mm. Which they had that as news. I was like, well, it's only news really if he's too sore for the cup race. Yeah. That is an interesting developing news thing, though. Jeff Gluck put out a really long thread uh, this week documenting like drivers complaining about the hard hits they've taken all year long. So it seems like more than just a few things here and there. It seems like there's some substance to these guys saying this car, uh, for whatever reason, they're absorbing. It's not absorbing the hits as well. So it will be interesting to follow in the offseason if NASCAR does anything to improve the safety or at least acknowledge that there's something different going on well who do you guys have winning we'll go i got Tyler. noah, Gre- noah gregson <laughs> all right i think noah gregson's really kind of finding his groove here uh, uh he, i i'm a big fan of this i think that I think that slowly but surely he's he's maturing a little bit and, and learning uh, what it takes to to probably make it a long time in this in this profession. Obviously, we'll see how he does in the Cup Series next year. But I, I'm going Gregson and 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 he's uh, he's my pick to win the whole thing in the Xfinity Series. So I'm taking Noah Gregson too. He's got six top tens and six races at Darlington. Probably should have won the spring spring race from what I remember. I think AJ kind of got him in the final stage. So um, I'm going to take Noah Gregson. And like Luke said, I think he's got a lot of good momentum going into the Cup Series next year, going into 23. Tommy? I got got a bushwhacking happening. I think Christopher Bell edges out Noah Gregson and gets the win. 18 car has been pretty strong. it was a little loose all race for Sammy Smith last week when he ran 15 laps. Uh, but I think Christopher Bell can handle the car. And then uh, I think Larson, Kyle Larson is going to come in and steal the fun away uh, in cup races. He has an average finish of 8.8, 8, uh, which is kind of sad. I kind of hate that the Bushwhackers are still in the Xfinity, but I get it. Nothing more American than a little Bushwhacking. Uh, let's look at the paint schemes. I think we got some good ones, uh, this week. The one that I really liked was Chase Elliott, uh, in what I think could be the paint scheme of the year in the Napa children's, uh, Chevrolet. It's like a cartoon drawing like teal, uh, but it's got some dogs on the side. It's pretty badass. Yeah. Anytime you have dogs, you make the list. We'll let, uh, Luke talk about the next one. You see one of his guys on the list. Yeah, obviously it's the Chase Briscoe highpoint.com lady in black scheme. Uh the rare honoring of of a track as your paint scheme. Uh you know, Darlington's called the Lady in Black. So yeah. like they painted their car black, but it's like a cool black. It's like the 
it's like the blue car but everything that's usually blue is black and it looks really cool speaking of lady in black what was lizzo wearing at that vh the vma award did you see that she was wearing some sort of black trash bag the vmas are just like a thing i didn't Uh, say they are they haven't showed a video in years but i think they still uh they gotta have reasons to show up in a really uh black um garbage bag Serena Williams was wearing a neat black get-up last night in her victory uh, at the U.S. Open. Yeah. She black played before a Texas A&M guy. guy. Yeah, right before the A&M guy, yeah. But she won. He, he didn't win. Yeah. Was, I wasn't going to give the results. I want people to look it up. <laughs> and then Kevin Harvick, Bush Light, always comes out strong. They got the mountains back in a retro paint scheme. Um very clean with mountains and a nice can, cold can of bush. Love a good Last bush. Last night, as I was drinking my Coors Banquet, what do we got to get uh, do to get Coors back in the uh, in the series? Is Sterling Marlin to come back? Find Sterling Marlin, yeah. Yeah, Bill Elliott ran the banquet beer. Sterling yeah. ran Coors Light. Very sad. Uh, you tell me you picked out some big ones in the uh, Xfinity series. Yeah, we. I mean, there was a lot. I think uh, they save all their design money for when uh, they go to Darlington. They're like, we'll just have our bland schemes the rest of the year. But Tommy Joe Martins, it, it seems like it's a throwback. I don't know from what, but Capital sitting hauling. Very uh, basic, clean scheme. And then this one here, I really like Ryan Vargas in the number six. A native son, a Chevy. I think I didn't do research, but I think it's the fir- uh, first car to feature an NIL deal for a driver. They got a caricature of Coastal Carolina quarterback. Uh, hashtag the real McCall, Grayson McCall, on the ro- rear quarter panel. So that's pretty sharp. Josh Berry Harrison's back to school. He's got a little chalkboard scheme on the back that says, "I will not jump the restart." a couple times, like Bart Simpson wrote on the back of his car. I don't know if you guys remember, Josh Berry once jumped a restart <laughs> at Bristol. Uh, we got a little shout-out to, I believe it's Rodeo team, Carolina Cowboys. Uh, number yeah, 23. Austin Dillon is the, like, he's like the owner of the road, of the PBR. It's like a PBR. Yeah, team. yeah it's like PBR's going to teams. Team yeah. tennis, but for Rodeo. Um, Fun fact: uh, Former Aggie basketball player Wendell Mitchell's uh, brother is a PBR professional bull rider. Whoa! Of, just down the road in Rockdale, Texas. Nice. And then uh, we got some other cars on there. Uh, what do we got? Uh, Stephen Parsons in the number forty-five Pop Smart car. I don't know if you saw this. It's very cool. It kind of looks like a A and W can, like the root beer. It's kind of got the brown lighterish, and then it's kind of like a uh eggshell wine kind of type thing like looks really sharp uh and then tyler clement or jeremy clements and the number 51 booze pop car lots of alcoholic beverages on the side of the car uh very nice blue paint scheme it's got alcohol food or dogs you're making the list and then the last one ty gibbs and the shiners children's hospital's 100th anniversary car there you go pretty uh strong a little bit stronger than the cup series actually yeah well, they're just focused on making a good car in the playoffs instead of a paint scheme, you know? Yeah, it, all you got to do is have some slappy in the back on the computer. 
I mean, it doesn't take much effort. Yeah. No, nah, not much effort. Well, that will do it for our Darlington preview and a playoff preview. Uh, we appreciate you guys for listening. And Tyler and Luke, thanks for joining us. We'll maybe have you on at the end of the year, recap the season. Sounds like a plan. It was a pleasure. We'll be back on Tuesday to recap these two races. We appreciate you guys for listening. We'll see you. I grew up in Texas where football was my game. Until that racing fever started burning in my brain. I started running many stops when I was 13. And won a short track championship when I was just 16. I met a man named Harry Hyde and he built a car for me. Sponsored by Granddaddy Hillen's Drilling Company. We ran in five Grand Nationals when I was 17. My Talladega finish was the start of my big dream. Thank you for the ride, Harry Hyde. And I'm glad I had Granddaddy on my side. given me the brakes I must admit she smiled a bit but it's me that runs the race now you can't be a champion due to luck or circumstance I'll do the best I can for those who've given me the chance thank you for the ride